Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Alan Delisle. I am the Technical Sales Coordinator over here at Philips Precision. Welcome to Delivering Perfect Parts Faster. I want to say thank you so much for checking us out today. Here at Philips, we're a manufacturing laboratory where breaking bottlenecks with industry-changing work holding, cutting-edge technology, and process improvements are helping the industry deliver perfect parts faster. And if you like what you hear today, I encourage you to head over and follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and check us out at www.philips-precision.com for access to guest info, company info, all of our product lines, as well as videos and demonstrations. And if you're looking for a better way to get parts through inspection faster, give us a shout. We have engineers and designers in-house to answer questions and help develop the effective concepts that you need to deliver perfect parts faster. We very much enjoy having you with us, so be sure to come back for future episodes as we continue our discussion with industry experts on delivering perfect parts faster. Thanks for checking us out again, and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. Today, Kathy and I are sitting down with Don Mahan of One Source Metrology based out of Ontario, Canada, not too far from Toronto, and we're discussing the importance of proper fixturing, machine hardware, software developments, and so much more going on in the manufacturing and metrology scene up in Canada. We're excited to have Don here with us today, and we're even more excited to have you here with us. So without further ado, let's get started. How are you doing today, Don? Thanks for sitting down with us. You want to introduce yourself to everybody and uh, tell us what you do? Yeah, sure, Alan. Uh, my name is Don Mahan, and I'm the president at OneSource Metrology Corporation in Canada. We're about uh, an hour west of Toronto. Our company, OneSource Metrology, has uh, been around for two years now, and our goal is to be able to apply a, supply a perfect solution and a very tailored solution to any one of our customers uh, with their metrology needs. So with one source, <clears throat> I said it's only about two years old, but really we're about 30 years old in experience. Because of our experience in history, we're all able to start our own business. And then we brought these three businesses together to make one source metrology. And making parts better faster is a huge part of it. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what we do very well. That's awesome, awesome. We're also sitting down with Kathy today. Kathy, how are you doing today? I'm just great. Yeah, this, that's good. Like COVID, I think we're doing a great job here. We're still busy and, sure. um, yeah, lots of great work. So I'm the business manager and co-owner of Phillips Precision. We're kind of a manufacturing laboratory of sorts here in Boylston, Mass. And um, we do produce the modular fixturing that uh, Don mentioned a minute ago. And so we've been partnering now for quite some time, known you for a while now, and I, I can just imagine – you know, the success you're having has to do with your friendliness, your demeanor, com and combined with <laughs> the talent and the experience that y'all bring to the table. So I know that, um, you know, you're solving some huge problems for a lot of companies out there and doing some production inspection, contract inspection, I believe. Who are your other partners and what background do they have? Well, so I, I traditionally came from a Zeiss world. Uh, my other partner, Bill Riley, he came from generally a Michitoya world. And my other partner, Ray Shing, he came from a PC Demos world. So we have experience with all the softwares. We have experience with all the, the hardware. And you mentioned contract inspection is a big part of our business. And, and it is. And it's like anything. Uh, it's all about time. And when you have parts that the customer needs, it's usually yesterday. 
They bring them in mm -hmm. and it's a matter of getting them set up on the CMM very, very fast and getting the programs and inspection uh, completed. Uh, fixturing is, is so undervaluated by everybody and, and, and the importance of this is crucial. Uh, the ability to also multiply the parts on the CMM, go to a lights out inspection. Again, that's mm -hmm. crucial just being sustainable in that business. Most people think of a CMM or a holding fixture as something that has to be very precise, uh, hand ground or uh, machine ground and very expensive. Mm -hmm. And traditionally in the automotive industry, that's how that was. Now, there are still mm -hmm. times where that's necessary, but that is a inspection fixture. It's not a holding fixture. It allows you to date them off the part and it just has to make sure your part doesn't move and uh, the part isn't manipulated in any way. Right. Nice. Talk to us a little more about um, lights, the lights out stuff that you're working on. Sure. What do you, what do you got going on there? Is there anything you can, you can give us details? Yeah. About? So it all comes down to again, time and manpower. So mm -hmm. traditionally you put one part on the CMM, you hit the button 10 minutes or or an hour later, you come back, change the part, put on the next one. Much like the machining industry where they've, they're really moving towards lights out manufacturing, right? So a lot of uh, robots um, loading up uh, magazines with many pallets and tools so that they can just run parts and basically turn the lights off and go home. So we've kind of adapted that same uh, perspective with inspection the solutions that we've supplied to several customers and that we help them with. So as I mentioned, running like a pallet type environment where we can put multiple parts on the CMM using the module fixtures. And then we allow this program to loop multiple times. So we've worked with several customers where we can obtain six and eight hours of inspection unmanned. So mm -hmm. you don't need a, a, a specialized programmer. You don't need a technician, the, the operator, mm -hmm. everything can be very easily laid out where they just switch plates to different jobs and it's, it's yeah. seamless. So what they've done right. is they're a lot more productivity for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it frees their programmers up from running the machine to writing more programs. It allows their programs to handle more machines and more parts and it gives an opportunity for them to just bring in operators to, to run the parts. So for them, it's, it's, it's a win, win, win. So we have customers that are presently doing six to eight hours, um, lights out inspection with the multi-pallet systems. That's unique. Yeah. And we've, we've posted a few articles on LinkedIn with it. Mm -hmm. Um, it all comes down to the customers willing to take the time to be better. Mm -hmm. Right. And yep. taking the time to um, not keep doing everything the way they've been doing it. Mm -hmm. So the customers that that we've been involved with that taking the time to listen to us, they'll never, ever go back the other way. Right. So but it's just it's getting them to take that two minutes. Right. <laughs> to learn <laughs> to learn how to be better, to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So it's a, mind, a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset shift. And it's. Yeah, it's it's most people are overutilized at their work every day mm -hmm. and they're just comfortable doing the way they know how to do things because it gets done. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So and part of our thing is is beyond supplying the technical capability to have this done is also encourage them 
to take that time to be better. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And that's one of the, the bonuses or the, the silver linings of what's happening right now in the world with the, with the pandemic is um, we as well have always are in that same world where we're, we're too busy to get better at times. Mm -hmm. And so we have purposely used this time to get better on some of the things where we've always known, I wish I had the time. I wish I right. had the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a perfect opportunity. And yeah, I just wrote an article about that. It's called, it's, it's forcing um, the growth, you know, forcing growth in the use of technology and the amount of, yeah. Right. I mean, even for the, our machine shop here, because we do both the product sales and we make our own product here. Um, and it wasn't a plan, but we have this seven pallet pool, um, Haas EC 400 horizontal mill that arrived. It was ordered before COVID and arrived during COVID. And it actually allowed us, thankfully, to bring that up and learn it and cross train and do a much better job at getting that online. I mean, that's equipment wise. And then we got a new 3D printer, that same thing. Um, we put it to work making it the ear relief bands uh, for the medical industry right away. And that's how we learned how to use it by you know, mm -hmm. adding that into our mix right away. So that was, yeah. that was fun. It made, made us feel like we were contributing a little bit in a small way. But um, yeah, and, and we're trying to implement some changes, just you know, our own processes and looking into new versions of software that we could use here um, for managing the shop. So I guess that's the, you know, it's one of the silver linings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Based on your services, do you have a couple of customers you can highlight and maybe talk about name names? If not name names, just describe um, the total solution you may have recently supplied. I think one of them was Laker. Um, yep, Laker, Laker Energy, which is a local customer. Mm -hmm. So we, we recently sold them a large CMM um, so that they could actually start getting a better productivity and utilize it for multiple parts. Mm -hmm. So um, this started with them making the investment of the CMM mm -hmm. to take advantage of the palletization using the lock and load technology mm -hmm. and do the run, uh, lights out inspection. So not only did they invest in the fixturing, invest in us, but they invested in a large CMM. Mm -hmm. And the whole, so what we initially did was uh, we use the CAD file of their parts. We use the CAD of the CMM and we use the CAD file of your inspection plates. And we designed the, the amount of parts that can get on. We looked at all the probe paths. And so we presented them with a plan and based off run times, we could say, uh, and we showed them virtually, you can fit this many parts on your CMM. This is how long it's going to take to run. And this is going to be your time savings. Mm -hmm. And, Based off that is they made the whole decision to go with the whole project. Nice. And so, again, that's a very, very expensive um, investment, but we were able to virtually show them that uh, the payback was there. Mm -hmm. And um, our knowledge, your fixtures, um, mm -hmm. perfect combination to make it work. Mm -hmm. so, so do you have an idea of approximately time saving? So if it took an hour before per part, does it take – half hour or like well um so then the the time savings from not having a body there at the right time so okay. so the parts were running say 30 minutes apart yeah and if the inspector wasn't there right when the program ended of course there's there's that time mm -hmm. so 
Um, if he was there and only doing that, the time savings would be locked, uh, the, the load unload. So maybe there was probably about a 20% time saving just for that. Mm -hmm. But that's not the majority of the part. Now he could be assigned to be doing other duties. Mm -hmm. So basically what they did was they gained the body. Yeah. Right? right. He loaded yeah. the parts up in the morning. So now they, they completely gained a new employee more or less for that entire day. So that's the huge savings. Right. And then, of course, there is the um, on the second and third shifts when he wasn't typically there to do that. They trained a, um, an operator just to load the parts and hit go. Mm -hmm. So the time that's savings, the they gained two more shifts of production where they wouldn't normally have had that or measurement where they wouldn't have had that done. Mm -hmm. and, um, and they were confidently running good parts versus... Um, running at risk running at risk yeah, mm -hmm. with potentially making bad parts right absolutely so they everything everything was known right away and with all the other softwares that go with the spc we use prolink qc calc mm -hmm. and it has real-time uh real-time data that can send information right to the right to your mobile phone okay good so at any point they'd notice some sort of a trend mm -hmm. um even though they weren't there they were notified that's amazing. And then they can make, yep, take appropriate action at that point. Mm -hmm. So there's lots, lots of little pieces to the puzzle, mm -hmm. and they're all just as important. You know, you're only as strong as your weakest, uh, weakest link. I know. Right. So, yeah, very, very, very. Uh, it was a, it was an amazing success story. Good. And we now use that for other customers. We have another customer in um, uh, Detroit area that we've also applied the same sort of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, those techniques. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the same sort of techniques, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, again, so there's the learning curve with uh, they got some pretty complex parts. Mm -hmm. And so getting the operators to run and load and do the reaction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, that's what we do. Yeah. So by simplifying a process like that, <clears throat> it's the same thing on the and we, we see constantly that inspection now can improve in process and throughput in the, some of the same ways as we do on the shop floor, right? So we've been fixturing for years, swapping fixtures and modular ways on the shop floor and making that process so we have our senior level, level engineers and programmers set up and give an operator what they need on the shop floor. Right. So when all, all those right. horizontals out there are programmed and ready to rock, they have their written instructions and, you know, we don't have to pay a bunch of senior people to run those machines now because it's all set up for them. Now we see so much more of that ability in the inspection. And that's, and that's the goal yeah. is to have your, your very experienced, educated guys moving on to the next project and getting them so set up and uh, having a larger uh, workforce able to keep the production, keep the measurement going. Yep. Right. So you don't have to rely on them on the one or two guys that you have mm -hmm. and, just opens up that possibility where you've got more people to do the work now. Right. We talk a lot about skilled labor and we're seeing a lot of manufacturing programs advance through funding through the government, state and local government and through these labs, but still in that one pocket of inspection is still a huge gap. And so it, we've been, you know, checking around to see, you know, how do we, how do we make new inspectors? <laughs> and there's, there's really not many great programs out there or haven't been um, widely known. So the solution that you guys can provide is amazing because, 
you know? Well, it's a, it's a, it's an interim step for sure. Yeah. And it's it's it is a solution for measuring their parts and getting their productivity productivity up for sure. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree with you, Kathy. This is I I figured out two other ways to become rich. <laughs> good. The first way is for every single person that asks me if I know of a good CMM programmer looking for a job, mm-hmm. if I get a nickel from them, I'm going to get rich. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because right. I'll have a lot of nickels. Right. And then the second thing is if if develop a, a program or a certified uh, course to pump out uh, capable CMM programmers, mm-hmm. I'll be 10 times richer because the, the industry is so lacking them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because there's such a vast... A, um, amount of knowledge that a good inspector has to have because where your your job is to do inspection or quality control at one company those skills and those things you had to do may not necessarily be the same as somebody working at another company doing the exact same position you know so coming out of some sort of a training to be able to to fill in the same position in two different locations is hard because so it's a very broad spectrum that you, that we have to deal with um, yeah yeah, you definitely can't put out a cookie cutter programmer that's going to handle all environments. Every every industry is different. Every manufacturing process is different. Mm-hmm. So the the programming is just one aspect of the software. Right. I mean, there's lots of other. There's of course reading the drawing, um, and again, fixturing is one of the key elements that is generally uh, miscalculated, mm-hmm. uh, misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So right. finding a way to simplify that and make that easier is is key mm-hmm. yeah yeah what so tell us what what's life like when there's no fixturing what are when you walk into a company and you see that there's a cmm there with a bare slab of granite <laughs> right you know like and there's a a glue gun hanging off the side of the table there's <laughs> yeah. a double, double-sided yeah. tape there's a bunch of magnets mm-hmm. yeah right there's a bunch of parts sitting over in the uh the scrap bin mm-hmm exactly yeah. right because yeah. They're, they're scrapping the parts and maybe those parts aren't really bad maybe they just don't have a good fixturing system that allows mm-hmm. them to be consistent right Metro- metrology is all about being consistent mm-hmm. and keeping control of all your variables so one of the easiest things is to first make your fixturing and your part setups consistent mm-hmm. right and then from there then then you can rule out any um variations in your parts and say, okay, well, I know my fixturing is done correctly, right? And I proved that out. So that's not part of it. So maybe my parts really are bad or maybe the the process is good, right? Depending either way. But until you understand the fixturing and have good handle on that, that's that's basically the first step, Mm -hmm. right? To measuring your part. Yeah, when sorry. you say when you say having a handle on good fixturing, I mean provided that that fixture is getting the part there and it's not moving. The, uh, you know. the requirements of an inspection fixture is is first of all, it has to be able to allow you to measure all the feature and datums of the parts that you need to measure. So it's, you have to have lots of access, and it needs to hold the part so the part's not going to be moving during the inspection process. You also have to make sure that your fixture is not uh, manipulating your part. So it's got to hold the part securely, but not modify or manipulate your part. And it's got to allow uh, the maximum amount of access to measure everything that you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's got to be repeatable, right? So those are the three or four things that are really critical. 
And again, as we spoke earlier, uh, the interpretation or the, the or other necessity of a fixture is to resemble the fixture or the parts datums. So in a high precision measurement fixture where you have specifically ground nets and pads that hold on to the parts datums, that's typical of an inspection fixture out on the floor. We're using plug gauges and hand gauges where you're not actually picking up on the parts datum. The holding fixtures that you guys uh, supply, that allows the CMM to pick up on the datums, which mm -hmm. means your fixturings, they don't have to be these expensive ground heavy duty, right? Mm -hmm. that's, not, that's, not, that's not their function. That's not what we're looking for. So as long as the part is secure, not being manipulated, and you can reach everything you need to reach, then they're doing their job. Yeah, totally. So um, aside from, you know, what's happening now in, with the COVID situation and everything, what are you seeing as uh, a lot of uh, some of the trends or things going on in manufacturing as far as inspection goes? Different machines, different technologies, companies are, are picking up and the new things that are coming down, down the pipeline or what the future might entail. Um, well, obviously, we're, one of the things is the uh, industry 4.0, right? So again, this all has to do with having full access to all the information of everything that's going on in your manufacturing process and being able to predict from your final results and your incoming uh, data what you're, what you're going to get in your process or in your parts. Streamlining and, like I said before, having everything as consistent as possible, meaning whenever you're measuring parts, simply if I measure two holes, well, I should measure both those holes with the same amount of points, same height, same speed, right? Things need to be consistent. Same with your parts. You need to set your parts up completely consistent. And that's that just comes down to simple basic metrology. Um, for the whole industry 4.0, understanding your incoming inspection and based off the variables there, you can know what you get at the end of your process. So if you have good control of your final part and your final inspection, then you can work your way back downstream. So, you know, you're, you're taking the variability out of it there and you're applying the variables that are at the beginning of your process or incoming to know what your projected parts are going to be or your results are going to be. You got to work at the end and get your consistency and work backwards. Mm -hmm. When you say backwards, is that all the way back to the spindle or back to the cart full of parts that enter the inspection? Or back to the cat drawing. Or back to the cat. Well, it goes, yeah. it, it goes from the, the parts back to the spindle, back to the secondary and, and initial processes, and then it goes all the way back to your, your, incoming, your incoming parts that your uh, suppliers mm -hmm. are giving you. It comes yeah. down to all your, your speeds, your feeds, your, your mold mm -hmm. uh, uh, right. settings. Right. Mm -hmm. As they vary, the, the difference in your final outcome is going to vary. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's controlling all that variability and being predicting what you're going to get. So mm -hmm. if you're every piece of the yeah, if you're <laughs> process or if your spec, if your inspection has all kinds of variables so associated with your setup and your parts and your programming, well, then you're you can't even begin going backwards. So you got to control mm -hmm. that first. Right, right. So hopefully the mindset change and something that's changing in the industry is that more and more people and more and more uh, companies do just that, right? So they understand the importance of the process in inspection and how that affects the entire pipeline. 
yeah, and leading up to it, right? So you're uncovering some hidden profits there, but it can be huge to a company, right? So not just in inspection, where the process could be sped up, where you gain an extra body, you inspect things much faster, but when you're inspecting, delivering per perfect parts faster, those, that time in those bad parts in the, you know, the elimination of running at risk is, it, it's almost not even able to be calculated. Uh, it's, it's a tough calculation, right? And yeah. because you can work all the way back. Um, mm -hmm. As soon as you can understand your machine tool better and have better understanding of, of, of what to predict, then that makes that job so much easier, right? You're not always chasing. Um, so yeah, the, it's, it is very difficult to calculate it. Uh, time is easy, right? Well, I did this faster. You can associate that. But how about all the, the issues associated with a, part, uh, uh, a bin full of scrap parts or a bin, a bin full of parts that have to be 100% inspected? So again, you have to start at your final inspection process to nail that down, avoid all the variability, and then work yourself backwards. And that's what we help our customers do all the time. And Alan asked earlier, what's kind of new or what's the trends? So again, this is a big part of it. And we're seeing a lot more customers kind of understanding that. And we get calls, okay, Don, I really need to invest in some fixturing. What should I buy? I'm like, well, um, that's, that's not as simple as it sounds as a question, right? Because <laughs> you, have to, you have to really understand your parts. And exactly. the customers... They almost want to just push that responsibility off. They don't want to take responsibility. They just want a magic answer. So what we have to do is get them involved in that process because they know their parts better than anybody. They know how they would traditionally do it or manually set up. So we have to kind of lead them down that path to help them understand what's out there. Um, I always include the customer to first have try and spend some time and invest their time and seeing what's available and putting a little bit of thinking into it so right. that when then i say okay once you had a look come back and let's talk right and then i would get a good understanding of their parts and and then we could find the exact right things but your the way your product is laid out that does make my job easier when it comes to that mm -hmm. for sure right we we do have customers or, or distributors who ask us to handle those calls we field those calls for a lot of folks and the the first thing I ask is, you know, how big are the parts? How critical are they? You know, how complex? Um, mm -hmm. How many part families? How many in a part family? How many do you need to check per shift? Those kinds of things. So do you need all yep. six by six plates or do you need 12 by 12 plates? And we have customers who order all 12 by 18 plates because that's the size work that they, they use. How many CMMs? Do you have CMMs and vision systems? You know, those kinds of things. So it makes all the difference in what we suggest for that. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, we'll see people that place orders. You'll see for like 14 six by six plates, mm -hmm. you know, and you know that they're all working on, multi, you know, probably families of small parts and each one is going to have a dedicated fixture on it, you know, so. Yeah, and it's, and it's yeah, there's there's not a single easy button that makes, just takes all the responsibility from everybody because fixturing is very important. So you have to make the right choices. And yeah, the customer has to also invest in it as well, his time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, every every job is different. Every part is different. Yep, the perfect solution is always going to be different. Yeah, like you said, every part's different. Mm -hmm. So us as a contract inspection house, every part comes in the door is different, right? So right away we need some quick fixturing. 
Um, so having a multiple variety, you know, like in the big kits, that makes that easy. The even worse scenario is when you have a customer that comes in and they want you to do a demo, a CMM demo on their parts. And they always want to test you. They're not, they want to, they think you're testing the machine, but it really all comes down to testing the programmer because all of a sudden from their black bag, out comes a part. It's like, <laughs> show me. We get that at shows. Yeah. What can we do with these? Oh, okay. oh well. Contact us after the show. <laughs> so if I, can, if I can't even come, out, come up with a fixture, then I'm already, uh, I've already lost, right? So it's very important for us to be able to fixture the part quite quickly. So uh, mm -hmm. modular fixturing, again, there, there's our answer, right? So we come across right. that all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, they pull out the erector yeah, set. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. As soon as you come up with the glue gun and some double-sided tape, you, you, you've lost your confidence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm so amazed at the number of large companies who don't fixture. You know, they just forego fixturing for whatever reason. If it's just the, the mindset of uh, the inspector who may have grown up as a machinist and moved into that position and it's just not been in the forefront of their minds. I'm, I'm not sure what, what that is, but you know, in recent years, we've had huge companies come to us to say that they, well, we haven't used fixturing ever, but we have eight CMMs. That's, that's a lot of lost production to me. Yeah. And yeah. you know, they're, they're being forced into that because time mm -hmm. is money. Right. And mm -hmm. Once they realize how much time they'll they'll save with the fixturing, then that's a lot of money saved. That's the easy one, right then and there, right? Time is money, and they can save so much time with the fixtures. Um, taking it to the next level and palletizing and, and 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 changing up your staffing so the the junior guys are now doing it rather than the senior guys. So once they see the time saved with the fixturing, then then they're down that path. But but you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. That's it's. Again, it's it's underestimated, underutilized, and I think it's it's changing, but I don't think it's quite changing fast enough. There's not mm -hmm. enough of us. Are there any other? There's not enough of of of, of people like one source where we can handhold the customer and really show them black and white on paper. Yeah, are there any other um, tools or any other cool new technologies that are aside from fixturing that you're that you're using to help these customers deliver perfect parts faster? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, one of the key um, functions of a fixture I mentioned was to allow accessibility, right? So to some degree, your accessibility is always limited, right? Not may not be perfect. So um, the great thing with the, uh, with the five axis technology for CMM programming is that it has the optimal possibilities of getting around your parts and your fixturing restrictions with the, the most accessibility. So when you have probe heads that have infinite angles on command, then accessibility um, becomes a, a far less restriction. And secondly, um, one of the most major errors with uh, results in CMM is what we call shanking out. So on your predefined probe angles, if your part isn't presented at that exact nominal angle, then you're going to run into the position of possibility of shanking out. So if your parts are man manufactured perfectly, then that obviously helps. And now if you're some variability in your fixturing, um, 
then also that could be an issue. But when you have the five axis, all that goes away. <clears throat> so I would say the combination for us of five axis technology, modular fixturing, fixturing, this is what is helping a lot of us get to that 4.0 situation and the lights out inspection. Yep, yep. And then it makes the use of the technology that the that the machines and the software has becomes that much easier to dive into and get you know get rolling with because you have easier uh, tooling and actual hardware to deal with too. Right. Sure. Yeah. It, and, and it's all pieces of the puzzle that go together. So again, so you've got the uh, the predictable fixturing, uh, the predictable uh, uh, position of the part. You have the five-axis technology, which uh, gives you the ultimal accessibility. And then uh, you also have software enhancements that allows, allows you to bring in the CAD fixtures if you want. And it handles all the navigation around the part. So it just, it's, it just becomes so much easier because the softwares are way more intuitive now. Mm -hmm. Where they used, they used to, or some softwares, use this big blue box to get around the part. So, mm -hmm. but that's very inefficient. So there's right. many softwares now that can actually hug your part and hug your fixture. Mm -hmm. That's great. And yeah. as we mentioned before, the um, program looping is for lights out and, and palletization and those kinds of things too. That's a new feature. As far as I'm concerned, it's probably a few years old now, but. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's a new feature, many softwares from a one-click button sort of uh, perspective mm -hmm. or user interface that allows you to have a palletization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the old and or in previous softwares, uh, many of the Demos based softwares, where a little bit of programming can get you through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just not it's just not as pretty, but it's it was definitely available. Right. right. Yeah. I've even seen so, that like with the new robots and stuff that they have out now too. You know, these robotic arms. It's just this tablet, and you just just looks like you're looking at your phone, just nice and pretty laid out. What's the next command? Once and grab the head and put it where it needs to go. And the user interface on all the stuff is amazing. Yeah, it almost looks too simple. And uh, yeah. from my point of view, it's a little scary because sooner or later they might not <laughs> be retired me. in the Bahamas. <laughs> well, well, they're going to, yeah, right, right. Well, they'll need you to show people how to, you know, how to get it. You know, they, yeah, we, yeah. they need us to show. So the way that I look at my job is to bring exposure to all this. It, I, I, I personally feel that the industry is positioning itself for the next generation of employees to come in because, and I know I talk about this a lot, Kathy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because we have kids, like my kids, we have these younger kids that know how to use computers and the next generation that just systematically use the computers. So if they can go to now into the job force where they sit down and this robot is being controlled by a computer, just like they mm. used since they were four, it brings the industry, makes the, the industry that much easier to fill the, workforce in it's our job to expose the workforce to the generation yeah i agree and i, I thought along that same line is you know you go to a, a factory right now big stamping welding factory and you got all these people welding they're it's getting being changed over to robots so you're not going to need the people roving but you're going to need a fraction of those people to manage and program the robots right so the skill set will change but it'll be fewer of them and you can look at japan japan's a perfect example and the whole cobot where we're all working alongside the robot. It's just, you know, it's your, your next best friend is D37. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, D37. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, but even as, as you know, we've talked about this in the press too, whereas, um, you know, robotics grow and yes, there's less people that they need to, uh, to be able to control those robots and they could have a fleet of robots controlled by less, by fewer people, but it'll, as the technology grows, the cost goes down. So now more companies can afford that same type of technology. More companies are now able to compete and be competitive and stay competitive. So now you have higher level paid people across more competitive uh, available companies rather than one company that has no technology and all the money to pay everybody minimum wage. Yeah, absolutely. And if we look at the, we go back to our topic with the, say, lights out inspection. When you go to the trade shows now, that's all you see is robotic uh, loading and unloading of the mm-hmm. parts onto the CMM. And, and again, fixturing is a big part of that. Um, and trying to do it at a reasonable cost is, is, is important. So you have any customers who are looking at that or, or not yet? It's definitely a trend. Um, we have customers that have already done it in the past, but without the advantage of the module docking and mm-hmm. fixturing location. So as that becomes more uh, visible and, and more accessible, then yeah, for sure, it's all gonna go that way. Right. All right, well, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you. Breaking bottlenecks with industry changing work holding, cutting edge technology and process improvements are helping the industry deliver perfect parts faster. And if you like what you hear today, I encourage you to head over and follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and check us out at www.phillips-precision.com for access to guest info, company info, all of our product lines, as well as videos and demonstrations. And if you're looking for a better way to get parts through inspection faster, give us a shout. We have engineers and designers in-house to answer questions and help develop the effective concepts that you need to deliver perfect parts faster. We very much enjoy having you with us, so be sure to come back for future episodes as we continue our discussion with industry experts on delivering perfect parts faster. Thanks for checking us out again, and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. 